0: Summer, it's hot. Everything's hot. So what's
1: going on with your life? How's the kids? How's the fam? What's
0: dude, the we deal? got. Uh, Did you just call me dude. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> Still all the coffee.
2: His dude ness or uh, deuter or.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm in boot camp mode. I love it. Uh We got casual for boot campers. Yeah. No collar well, shirts. When it was you nice. first
1: showed up with a tank top, I was like, yeah, it's probably stretching
0: it. Showing Daniel. off the shoulders. I was like, yeah, maybe it's I'll edgy. put a t shirt on at least. Was very pale shoulders. Um, we got a uh, kiddie pool for the backyard this year. You're doing not an in-ground pool like everybody. Uh, no, but the kids are loving it. It's I'm great. Sure. You're like turn on the water, fill up the pool, and I love it. Sit in a lawn chair, and you're just like have fun, kids. I love it. It's good. You couldn't find those last year. This time, no. I mean, not to make light of the pandemic, but we, you know, we were late to the party of like looking for a, a kiddie pool because we had like when they were toddlers, like the really small mm-hmm. one, and uh, they've grown up a little bit, and they were sitting in it last year, going like. What do we do? Like, there's no room for water. Early on in the pandemic,
1: we were thinking we would be traveling outdoors. Mm-hmm. Obviously, national park, you know, because the new. Well, this is going to stay here for a while, and so we got wind of a, a friend of a friend selling a trailer, fairly new. It was only a couple of years old, relatively, you know, inexpensive. We're not trailer people, mm-hmm. uh, so it would have required adding a hitch to something, and maybe even a change of an automobile, which I looked at. I looked at the whole thing. Sounds and, complicated. And I, I, yeah, but I opted. I said, finally, I was like, eh, this is probably not us, <laughs> so I'm going to pass on this, right? Holy cow. Fast forward, we're thinking about, first of all, you know, we traveled out west. We mm-hmm. did all that. Uh, it would have been awesome to have driven. It would have been awesome to have set up uh, the base of the race. There was basically a campground. The entire race community was out there. We felt like we were the only ones that weren't out there. Um and it would have just been amazing. Fast forward, we're thinking about going out west in a few months. We were looking at ticket prices for the family. Oh, I mean, post post pandemic ticket prices. Oh, you mean like airfare. Oh yeah. yeah, good luck with that. They're making up ground. Oh my goodness. So no pun intended. I like that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately, I I looked back and I thought, boy, it would have been nice to do that. Well, now those those campers, those I mean, they're double in price. They're, they're just in there. You can't find them
0: now. It's unbelievable. Wait, eighteen months.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's you have to postpone the yeah. the desire. And I told that to my wife. I said, well, we're not going back out west. We're not getting a camp. You know, it's, it's just a time to relax. And this is one of the questions we have today. It's a little bit longer than normal, but we brought it out because I think it talks more about uh, the psychology of what's going on still in the housing market, uh, what's going on with interest rates, etc. Uh, and now, of course, the name escapes me. What's the name? Christian, I think. Christian. Yeah, that's right. Christian, great question coming up. What do you got? D-I-Y.
2: This is Christian from Canada. Your show is right up my alley. I've been living in my city for about four years, debt free, and uh, my goal has been to reach the point of a down payment with a house. That's been a long goal, and it probably still will be just because the housing market is so high here, and I haven't really been able to decide what I want for the price that I want. Can you help clarify what the benefit to waiting for a more favorable housing market is with the prices as high as they are? and the theory that they might go down in the next two years, almost 30%. I, don't I quote me on that number, but the concept of housing going down and being cheaper in the future, is that reason enough for me to wait and continue to just rent and stockpile because I got a good situation versus jumping into a housing even with interest rates so low? And this brings me to my second part, which are interest rates affected by the total price that the house is? Or is that just decided somewhere else what the rate is and it could fluctuate based off some other factor? If you can give some clarity to that, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks again.
1: Okay, great question. Let me. I'm going to hit a couple of different things here. I'm not going to go too far down rabbit holes. I'll let Daniel talk more about his views and his situation um, because this, I think, hits home. But, you know, I think this idea that we have these we have these peaks and these these almost bubble like scenarios and the conventional wisdom is that they then just fall off a cliff right so they, they just oh yeah i mean and i i know you threw out a number i don't know if you read it or made it up but it's like oh yeah well they'll be down 30% well you never know mm-hmm. i mean now the idea that trees grow to the sky and they're going to keep going up that's That's probably not likely. So the idea that, you know, a house is that appreciated twenty percent in a year and it's gonna appreciate another twenty and twenty that's not that's I would dare say that's not gonna happen. But the idea also that it's just gonna fall off a cliff is is difficult to to absorb right now as well. Because unlike and this is just my I'm gonna give you my opinion. Unlike oh seven, oh eight, there was a tremendous amount of speculative Fervor that was transpiring. Many people, especially where we lived in Florida, they owned multiple homes on spec, trying to flip them. It was a greater fool theory. So supply was pretty high and increasing as
0: prices were going up. That's
1: right. the The dilemma now is is that we have just a lot of free money and and cheap money, and we have a lot of people that are that are looking after a glut after a very long time of home ownership. Millennials just not wanting to buy homes, etc. Everybody seems to be looking for a home. And and it's almost this concern that i got to get in now because it's just rising, rising, rising. Mm -hmm. So, again, I I didn't answer your question, but the benefit is peace of mind. He asked what the benefit is. So I don't think if somebody's saying to wait to get a better price, I don't necessarily agree with that. If that happens, great. But it's peace of mind. And what I mean by that is I feel if someone is is making a purchase of a property – Because they have FOMO, and they feel like if they don't do it now, they're going to miss out. They're going to be priced out of the market. That is a terrible, terrible decision-making process for anything. I don't care what you're buying. The reality is is you want to be content in your decision-making. You want to be content that you have the down payment, whatever it may be that you're in an area that you're going to be in for a very long time. I don't care what the housing market's doing. If anybody is going to a city and doesn't guarantee themselves they're going to be there for four to five years, I would say don't buy, period. That's just my two cents, regardless of the environment. Uh, but that it's, it's a home you want, the area you want, the payments you can afford, the whole the whole process is is on your terms. And if you just don't – if that doesn't happen – if that, every time you're looking at a house and you're like, oh, I don't have the money for the down payment, I'd have to stretch myself. It's it's a house I, I I want. You know, it's a good house, but I don't. If it's not in your terms, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's that will help you regardless of the environment, regardless of the purchase. So I think. That's my two cents on it. We did a piece on house hacking. It was a great piece, a Mm -hmm. great, great podcast. If that's your jam, I mean, that works in a variety of environments. But it's more peace of mind than than anything else, Christian. The only thing I'll say regarding interest rates is two influences that I know, you might add some color to this, is your credit score. Mm -hmm. So that's going to impact, regardless of the price of the house, that's going to impact your borrowing rate. But there is a difference between a conventional mortgage and a jumbo loan, and that does have to do with the size. I don't know what it's like in Canada. I think here it's around six hundred, six hundred fifty thousand. So you get a jumbo loan rate that is higher than a conventional mortgage rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it's it's uh, you know basically the lender and ultimately yep. your credit score.
0: A few other risk metrics go into that uh, as far as supply and demand. So uh, so the price of the house doesn't necessarily affect it beyond those two loan classifications. It's the size of the mortgage, so you got to take away your down payment. And actually, contrarily weird, uh, if you go down in size of mortgage, the actual interest rate can go up uh, on the mortgage because there's demand. So behind the scenes, mortgages are being bought and sold and pieced into various different investments and, and so forth. And so there's a certain level of demand for certain sizes of mortgages to make portfolios work and things like that and so and we're not talking about big interest rate changes but subtle interest rate changes like uh a quarter of a percent or a tenth of a percent um can shift you know based upon 50 or hundred thousand dollar difference in the mortgage uh your zip code um you know location where you are uh that factors into the risk metric or the market uh and so forth so all those things can affect it but you're not talking about massive changes most of what's going to affect it is the term your credit score uh, how much you're putting down basically the risk factors that the lender is taking on are going to be the big movers of as far as whether or not it's going to move a percent everything else is going to move it um maybe 25 or so basis points things like that um christian i would say when it comes to the home buying process and we're walking through this right now and uh every what three to six months I'd bounce things off you like we talked about in the last show. Uh, If you are living in the house and not buying the house for your portfolio as an investment or as a landlord or something like that, I would look at it more like utility and less like investment. And what that probably means is to a certain extent, worry less about the market around you, assuming you're going to stay there long enough and look at it as a utility and whether or not that utility fits into your plan, that tool, because you're you're buying the house to live in, to facilitate the life that you want to live, to be convenient to work or school or whatever it is. And so it serves a, a tool, a function in your overall life. And, and so if it makes sense to purchase it, and you have the financial capacity to do so, and it's time to do it, and you can get the loan and your credit score is good, uh, then whether or not the housing market moved up eight percent this year or is down this year makes less of a difference assuming that you want to live there now obviously there's always the risk that you move in and then you lose your job and you find a job in in another Province. province next door and uh so you need to move but that's just the risk of life to some extent and you can't you can't overly analyze some of those risks risk is our business that's what the starship is all about so th- there are people who, you know, it makes sense for their overall plan. Maybe they're having a kid. They need to move up. They, you know, just got the ability to work remotely and they have a house in New York and they can move to Ohio and, you know, save money and buy a house that at an inflated price. And it's not a big deal because in the grand scheme of things, it works for their financial plan. So really look at it with a different perspective because you're not buying a house to get a massive appreciation um, and become rich that way, though buying a house often leads to a better sort of long-term financial picture because you have forced savings, you're building equity, things like that. So I don't want to discount that, but it shouldn't be the main focus. And so we're wrestling through that a lot right now because as we've talked about a couple times on the show, we are renting. We've been looking for two to three years whilst saving for a down payment um, or you know, kind of just adding money to our down payment fund and watching and waiting. And um, a couple months ago, our landlord you know, expressed interest in – Uh, cashing out in this market luckily we've got another year on our lease so we're kind of locked in and watching but there's a good chance that next year we won't be able to renew a lease and so we either have to look for another rental or look for a house to buy so we are actually going through this process right now keeping our eyes open going to showings walking through being interested in a house that sells like 12 hours after it was listed and so but we're not getting over the emotional on it uh now in six months when we're our windows closing that may change so we'll see how that goes uh but we're actually uh, walking through this mental, emotional process as well as, okay, if it's utility and yeah, it was, you know, that house was, you know, I don't know, 30,000, 25,000, 40,000 less a year ago or 18 months ago than it's listed for now. Is it wise? Uh, if it fits into our plan, if we have the down payment, if we can get a loan and the payments are manageable and all of that lines up, um, then it really doesn't matter if that value of that house goes down next year. Uh Obviously, lots of things can happen. Markets can crash. We could go into a recession. Those risks are always there, even if you're renting. So, I don't know. Don't. Um, it's a big purchase. Don't dwell so much on all the terrible things that can happen. Run the numbers. Talk to a, either a financial planner or a good objective person who can speak into your life, and just make sure the basics make sense for your life. Um, did we? Uh, there was two questions. We got the interest rate one covered.
1: Yeah. Just, just Did we what's talk the through benefits? the emotional Yeah, yeah, no. The, the comment was again, and I think so many people are looking for the benefit of waiting to be lower prices. I, and, you know, that's, I just don't think that so, is, po- I mean, it's possible. It can happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of economic, you know, data that says it will happen. But the reality is it might not.
0: And it could also go very, very, very long um, because so c- contrary to 2007 2008 2009 we're not in this massive builder surplus and statistics show that actually you know catching up with demand could take multiple years in the housing market because builders are trying to revamp uh, and lots went out of business in 2008 2009 and you know um we're just not building as many houses as we used to so th- again think utility not investment when it comes to this decision to some extent um If it's the beginning of January and you're in the middle of a snowstorm and you're like, well, eventually the snow will melt. Should I wait and buy shovels on sale in July? You could, but if you need to shovel your driveway and you need to live a certain life and get out of your house, then you probably should buy a shovel at that point.
1: With more snow expected to fall overnight, these shovels won't stick around for long.
0: I'm not suggesting you run out and buy a house at the top of the market and then send us a question in five years when the market goes down, but... There's a certain extent, like, if you're in a one-bedroom rental and you're, you know, having twins and there's no two-bedroom rentals, there may be a point at which you're like, it's, you know, it's time to buy something, not because we we want the price to go up, but because we're settling down, we feel like we're going to be here, it makes sense. And, yes, you might get the short end of the stick. Yep. That's, unfortunately, life. And I don't say that casually, but it's, it could happen. Prices could go down in a year.
1: Just be patient. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you can wait and see right now, why not? Yeah, that's right. sounded like you had a good rental situation. Keep it. Wait 6 to 12 months. See what happens. The risk is they go up another 10% in 6 to 12 months, and you're beating yourself up. Um, But we're running out of time. When we were in Vegas, living in Vegas, looking for a house our first time, during the housing crisis, and again, this was totally different than it was back in 2008, 2009, but we were living in a city where the like the average household income right back then was forty, forty-five thousand a year. Household, not like individual, because it's a hospitality town, service industry, stuff like that. I think that quote's right, but maybe slightly off. But houses were going for like starter houses were going for two fifty, three hundred, et cetera, like five, six times average household income was the average selling price of a basic starter home, not like a four or five bedroom ridiculousness, but just basic you know, two-bedroom townhouse kind of thing. And we were getting really frustrated looking for houses because people were just snapping these things up. And it didn't, like, we didn't know a housing crisis was imminent by any means. We didn't like you know, the big shortage or anything. But at some point, you're like, who the heck is buying houses at five, six times uh, you know, the average annual income? Like, There's a lot of demand here. And so eventually we just got frustrated. We were like, to heck with this. It doesn't make sense. We've got to get apartment. We'll just, we're not, we weren't waiting it out. We are just like, this is too much stress to deal with during the season. And like 8 to 12 months later, it obviously resolved itself. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be 8 to 12 months, but if you're in a good situation, it doesn't hurt to wait and see a little bit, knowing that it might keep going up. We'll see. The pandemic changed a lot of things quickly, and those things are still changing. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon
1: gift card. Hang in there. Uh, it, it You know, time will tell. But nonetheless, remember, folks, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.